Hello and welcome to another episode of You've Got Mahi. We have so much to discuss today. My notes app for this episode just looks like a madwoman's brain, which is not uncommon for literally anything that involves me at all. But let's jump in. I know we have thoughts and things to discuss regarding JLo and Ben. But I keep I keep calling them Baylo. Anyways, um, there's just like one quick question I want to pose before we just jump into what Baylo <laughs> means for society. But I was just watching an interview with John Krasinski. I did not watch the Doctor Strange movies. I will tell you that I see a lot of the Marvel movies, but not that one. And I know we talked about Thor um, on the last episode, but I was just watching a John Krasinski inter- interview and. Fallon was like oh yeah and you were in Doctor Strange and I was like are you kidding me first of all like again as we discussed last time like so much respect for how people keep all these celebrity cameos a secret in Marvel movies but really like John Krasinski too and I just think that there's not like a single A list and like B plus list celebrity that hasn't been in them like poor DC can like barely get a few movies put together and they just keep redoing Batman movies and Marvel's over here getting John Krasinski, Harry Styles, Brett Goldstein, and then like the entire Avengers that are some of the most famous people in the whole world all together. Like, okay. Also, I know that they're sort of not like the most important characters, but Paul Rudd and Mark Ruffalo are both in the MCU and that seems absolutely insane to me if you're able to get those two. I don't know why I hold those two like specifically to such a high regard. I mean, we all know why we love them, but it's just really crazy to me that those two are <laughs> both happen to be in the same franchise. And then you also get like a teaser at the end with Harry Styles, John Krasinski, again, Brett Goldstein. It's wild to me. Anyways, I mean, I'll, I only have questions to pose about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have no answers, so... All questions go to um, best friend Ned, who knows a lot about the MCU. Anyways, over stuff that I do know about. So Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have tied the knot. They are now legally bound to each other. Hopefully there is a very well thought out prenup just nuzzled in there between them. Not to be a pessimist, just being realistic. And they both have more money than God, JLo in particular. So we're just being careful. We're just being safe. But basically, they got back together last year. Then they got engaged. Then they got married. By the way, all forms of JLo communication come through her blog on the JLo. Yeah, on the down low, on the JLo. So people are like legitimately subscribed to that and reading it and like and then she'll post on social and be like, yeah, we got married and it was so cute. But whoa. Um, so they got together in 2021, got back together in 2021 and then got engaged and now they're married. And I uh, it's hard. Part of me is like at the beginning, I didn't believe it was real. And now I believe they're real. But I still think Kim and Pete are not. We all know this. But what I just keep going back to is like, maybe it was for real that that J-Lo and Ben 
or Endgame. Like, maybe, obviously, like, they both had children, had, like, marriages in between, but I just keep going back to the fact that maybe they were Endgame, and I just can't stop thinking about that, but it also just absolutely breaks my heart with or for Jennifer Garner. Like, it's the ultimate, like, boyfriend gets back with his ex after you guys break up that just is absolutely so painful to me, but, um... I want them to be happy, but more than anything, I want Jennifer Garner to be happy. So if she's okay, fine. But if she's going to have to pick up some of the crazy pieces, then it's just too much for me. What I am thankful for, though, is during this honeymoon that they're on now, it's like all pictures of Ben literally sitting in a chair, like a wooden chair on a yacht with his feet kicked up asleep. Like, fully, like, grandpa neck backwards asleep. And it just goes back to, like, the core of what I love about Ben Affleck, which is, like, all those photos of, like, him on the streets of L.A. smoking cigarettes. Um, So I really just hope they're happy, but it's just absolutely shocking to me. Like, someone that you were engaged to 20 years ago, the wedding was planned. The wedding was planned to the point that it was called off. It wasn't just an engagement called off. Like, it was a wedding that was called off. And then you get back together. I mean, ultimately, A-Rod gets kicked in the face, which we love. Serial killer A-Rod. We love that he loses in this scenario and that his ultimate, you know, playboy, fuckboy run of just, like, cheating on people comes to an end. But, or comes to an end, rather, because we stopped caring (laughs) because he's not with J-Lo, so whatever. But, I mean, it's just the ultimate love story. And I really hope that it lasts like I don't I hope I hope they don't need to use the prenup but I hope it's just nuzzled in there real good under their pillows at night and they both feel good about it because that JLo money cannot go cannot go to the to the Affleck side of things and like she is so traditional we know that about her but to go from JLo like your whole brand is those three letters and how she's Jennifer Lynn Affleck like I get it you want to have like the unity of the same last names but like even when you're in your 50s and you both have your own separate kids and your whole brand is your name like there is no like JLo is up there it's like it's more to me than like Madonna Cher like it's JLo it's beyond I think it's because it's like a nickname that makes it like stick a little bit more because it's not just a first name it's like what we've all decided we love and can call her like it's JLo but listen hope they're all happy hope Jennifer Garner is happy I hope the five kids of the blended family are now happy if like even a single one of them isn't I just don't know if I can sleep at night with this but who knows with celebrity parents um speaking of wild pairings what a non-pivot thank you for sticking through that um, I saw where the crowdads that sing in theaters and I went on a little bit of an Instagram story rant. I sort of hope you guys saw it because that's a little bit where I'm at my, you know, most vulnerable, just straight up talking. Anyways, so the movie stars Daisy Edgar Jones of normal people fame. And there are two, you know, like copy paste textbook white boys in it they're fine they always look like any boy that's like that southern blonde boy vibe to me will always be lucas till who was the guy in the hannah montana movie so any guy that's like hometown guy from southern town just is lucas till to me so they were both like copy paste lucas lucas tills um 
Taylor Swift has an original song in it called Carolina. The movie takes place in South Carolina. It's very like Nicholas Sparks territory. Um, and as as dear friend Brianna pointed out, now Taylor Swift and Harry Styles both have a song called Carolina. Except Taylor probably knows that there's a North and a South Carolina. Harry in a uh, BBC Radio 1 Nick Grimshaw interview many years back made it seem like he was not aware of the fact that there are two different states. Don't worry, Harry. Most U.S. citizens cannot name all 50 states. Um, but it was so funny. Nick Grimmy was like, was she from Carolina? And Harry was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, which one? Dear God. Um, anyways, we don't love him for his ability or inability to know U.S. geography. In fact, we love him in spite of that. I literally just was zoning out thinking about Harry Styles in that Nick Grimshaw interview. Anyways, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, there's an original Taylor song and it's produced by Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's production company. There is like a huge like underbelly of like scandal with the author of the book that the movie is based on that I think Reese is trying to like make sure that doesn't come up because she is on TikTok and on Instagram Reels posting so much about this movie, so much like behind the scenes content and interviews with the cast and her getting ready for the premiere that she's just like really trying to rewrite the narrative to be like all this Reese Witherspoon press and not the wild stuff about the author. But here's the thing about the movie that I said on the Instagram stories, but I just wanted to live here in perpetuity. I have never been in a movie theater where people have just outwardly started LOLing, like fully just laughing at like a non-funny scene just because they were like, I cannot believe this is happening. (laughs) And that happened several times in this theater, several, literally more than three times. And it was shocking to me, but oh my God, it was so funny. I don't even know like what the scenes were at. It was just like such like, like ridiculous acting scenes or something so wild. But, like, one of the times I can't remember is at the very end of the movie, the characters are supposed to, like, be aging. And they just, like, it literally looks like I did the makeup. And, again, as I said on Instagram stories, I get the This Is Us makeup team to age these people. Mandy Moore has never looked better as a hundred-year-old person. Um, But, yeah, it was laughable. But it was basic. But it was still, like, a fun, like, theater watch. Like, I still enjoyed the experience. I just was like, oh, this isn't, like, a a film film you know as harry styles says the cinema um but laughable moments it was like a blend of like the nicholas sparks like north carolina south carolina territory of movies he has mixed with just like a full-on like hallmark lifetime movie which again makes for a pretty decent watch but like laughable at times but what i just can't get over and like if you're on tiktok and you're on film tiktok this will be all over it And I hate to be that girl, but like I did say this before people started TikToking about it. But like literally this girl lives in a marsh. Daisy Edgar Jones's character is a girl named Kaya who literally has no family. Her entire family has abandoned her and she lives in a marsh in South Carolina by her dead ass self. She has two, (laughs) two full on men fighting over her in this movie. Like... The amount, myself included, the amount of single ladies, amazing single ladies that I know, literally the limit does not exist. And this girl is effectively like 
I don't even know what the word is. Like she's not she's not unhoused because she lives in this home, but she like literally she is a a recluse. That's the word. She's not a part of modern society. Like she's like afraid to go into town because like she like doesn't know how to speak to people and she only speaks to like two she can't read. Like she didn't go to school. And she has two boys. One of the boys who teaches her how to read, which is a beautiful thing. But she has two boys like legitimately falling over her like both of them want to marry her and all of us girls in LA are just like okay swipe left swipe right like it ended me but the part that the part that TikTok did get right was that like it literally just looks like she's wearing reformation dresses throughout the whole movie and there's a scene in the movie where it looks like the like shopkeeper woman that's like the only person she speaks to like gives her clothes but like okay is she giving you like absolute like floor length maxi floral dresses like hard to say but she learns how to read and she's well dressed so i mean it was it was shocking but anyways reese's um pr and instagram has very swiftly turned from all crawdads to like all focus on her new apple tv plus show so i guess that that ship has also sailed for her and she did her job of people not not digging too deep into the madness but it just it just wrecked me anyways it's a fun like simple watch if you are into that kind of stuff and daisy's great like she's a good actress um oh my god it's just so funny she fully has boys falling over her anyways let's move on to what we've been watching i watched the new season of virgin river in about mm, 48 hours and it's fully like I think 12 hour long episodes and I'm over here being like, I can't get through blah, blah, blah. And I'll watch this in like 48 hours. If you don't know what Virgin River is, it's basically an incredible like small town soap opera. Talk about Hallmark Lifetime show. It's just a full on ridiculous soap opera on Netflix that my family started watching in the pandemic. And then um, we all just kept up with it. I just don't know why it's actually so good because it's all set up to completely fail. Like the acting barely scraping by plot lines, barely scraping by, but I'm still a hundred percent obsessed and I like want it to never end and I want to see it constantly and I want a season five renewal. But basically it's about this girl who moves from LA um, to this really small fake town in uh, Northern California. And she has like all this baggage and trauma and you find out that like, her husband died in a car crash and she um has like fertility issues but like the husband's dead now so she moves to this town for a fresh start and like all of the small town drama ensues it's basically like if you took the concept of stars hollow but then made like the acting and writing worse and then you add crime but i still love it like that's the combo And I think the reason that it still works is because it is just like really idyllic and like truly simple. Like they all there's like the crime is wild, but they all just own their small businesses. You know, she's a nurse. The fiance is like a bartender restaurant owner. And that's amazing. And it's just like moving through the world very slowly. And like their crime is very like insular and it's honestly just a great really easy watch at this point i'm fully gonna go back and start season one i say that as if that's like something surprising that i don't do often rather than like do it with everything that i watch um so i finished that in about 48 hours and i'm fully gonna go start from the beginning for people that might be interested for the Grey's anatomy fans out there 
who is the only person we would have been good with Mer- Meredith being with, if not Derek Riggs? Correct answer. He is the male lead in this show. So Run, Don't Walk. Also the female lead. And I always forget this, even though I always watch it. And I'm like, oh, it's just Mel from Virgin River. The female lead is the female lead is Monique from She's the Man, who's, you know, girls with asses like mine. Don't talk to boys with faces like yours. You know, the girl who is on the receiving end of Amanda Bynes's what's your number or like what number should I have him call you at? 1-800-BIOTCH. Um, that is the lead from Virgin River. And it's so funny because it just could not be more opposite. And they're like literally decades apart. Um, but every time I'm like, what else is she in other than Virgin River? I'm like, oh my God, she's Monique. and so good. And it literally makes me laugh every time. The range on this woman, she can do so much. My God. Well, you're welcome. Go watch Four Seasons of Virgin River. It's so fun. It was also has like one of those small town quirks where like this town is Virgin River and then like the town next door is Clear River and like that sort of vibe. And it's just, it's just adorable. Kind of like makes me want to move to the woods. But, like, I still want there to be, like, paved roads and things like that, you know? Anyways, the other thing that I've been watching, which is, like, kind of, like, the talk of the entertainment town, if I if I do say so myself, is the new FX show, The Bear. So, Jeremy Allen White is on it. And for anyone that watched Shameless, you will know him as Lip from Shameless, a.k.a. the hot brother from Shameless. He is so amazing. He's not from Chicago, but both of the shows... He's famous for Shameless and the Bear are hugely focused. Like the fact that they take place, you know, in Chicago is a huge part of the show, which is interesting. But the Bear is a new FX on Hulu show that takes place. um, It's like sort of like a kitchen culture type show. This guy who's Jeremy Allen White's character is basically um, he was like a Michelin level chef. Like he was at French Laundry, the very fancy a restaurant in Napa where, you know, Gavin Newsom went and had all that drums during COVID. Um, he was a chef there, had this whole family drama. His brother dies and leaves him the family restaurant and he has to come back and try to run it. But it's like a mess. Like it's a, like a super beloved, but like dirty and like poorly run sandwich shop. And he's trying to like make it work. And it's just so beautiful and heartfelt. It's done so well. It made me want to learn how to chop something correctly. And I think I did. Thank you, Leslie. Um, it is just so well done and just like from what the way that I thought about it was like when when Obama was asked which political show is the most like actually being president or actually being in the White House and he said Veep, which is hilarious because it is a clusterfuck. And if there's one thing that happens in Veep, it's that nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And I love that Obama said that. Um, that's how I feel about like like culinary industry people saying that the bear is accurate because I I'm stressed watching it and I normally don't like things that I feel stressed when I'm watching it. It's not uncut gems level, uncut gems level. So you you guys are fine there, but it does feel so intense. And the one thing I was wondering was like, it should be, it is so hot in the kitchen. I don't see that much sweat on these people, but I would be like, like the food would taste like sweat if I worked back there. Like it would be just absolutely dripping and I mean, for the sake of the customer, I'm really glad it's not. And clearly they have some sort of system in place, like, I don't know, napkins to make sure that that doesn't happen. But anyways, it's um, really beautifully done. There's like the acting is just so on point and the ending has the most like 
It's one of the most incredible season endings I've seen in a long time. It was like immediately picked up for a season two and it was just so well done. And it's such a quick watch. It's eight episodes. They're like 30 or less minutes each. I cannot recommend it enough. It just, it's so funny. It just like makes you laugh out loud and also fully cry. I mean, I don't know if that many other people cried during it. I cried, but anyways, run, don't walk. Love Jeremy on white. He, this was like kind of like the thing that he was up to after Shameless. And so I'm really glad that it's amazing and I'll watch him in literally anything. Um, that's what I've been watching and it's literally taken up all my time except not because I finished them both so quickly, but I'm looking forward to two extremely important things. As you guys saw on Instagram, the season three trailer for Never Have I Ever dropped and the season three is released on August 12th and I can not Wait, you guys, for real, other than like my golden era of television, which is like when the WB was a network and it was just like, you know, the like OC, One Tree Hill, Gilmore Girls life. Other than since that era, truly, I think the two best shows for me personally that have come out since then are Ted Lasso and Never Have I Ever. This Never Have I Ever is so fucking on point. Like I will cry if I think about how good that show is and how much it means to me and how like it's why I love television and it's it's the show that I've always wanted to see on television. Thank you, my lord and savior, Mindy Kaling. Um, I'm so freaking pumped for season three to come out. I'm so thankful to have three years in a row where I can count on a season of Never Have I Ever coming out every summer. Truly amazing. I also just absolutely, I mean, the amount of times that I watched various episodes of in season two is truly beyond me, but I just need, if this episode, if this season doesn't end with her and Ben getting together, like I need Davy and Ben to get, to get together. I also now (laughs) the Paxton character, truly, we, we all know this. It's a whole thing about the show that he's like actually 30, like early thirties, which is just crazy because he literally has to play 16, which I know happens all the time, but it's just crazy because the lead that plays Davy is not a full-blown adult that is 30. So it just seems wild that it's like fully a teenager and a 30-year-old. But okay, that's fine. Also, once you know that he's 30 plus, he no longer continues to look like a teenager, which ugh, again, I don't know why it's happening to him and not that many other actors that play that, play that young. But if her and Ben don't end up together, I just don't know what I'll do. In the trailer, there's like a potential third love interest introduced which is um like an Indian guy which I love for the plot line because her whole thing is like she's like really trying to figure out where she and her identity fit within like being an Indian American young woman and so I just think it's so interesting that now it's like all right this boy's being thrown in what's gonna happen it's something's gonna happen I'm sure all the other boys will have their feelings hurt but if this doesn't end with a with a Ben moment then I just don't know what, what what will happen. But the show means so much to me. I literally will watch. I've seen the trailer like four times today because it just makes me want to be in that universe. Um, something else that will pull at my heartstrings just as much is that the 1975 is back after many, many years of not releasing music. They have a single coming out on August 3rd and I believe the album, new album comes out in October. Happy birthday to me. 
I mean, it's just been so long. And what I'm mostly curious about is like, if they're all okay, like, is Maddie Healy, the lead singer, okay? I have many, many questions. Like they've, and they're like, they've fully been dark on social media since they haven't been releasing music. So I feel like it's going to be like some sad girl fall 1975 music. I mean, the name of the single, I believe is happiness. So who knows? It could really go either way. It could be like a ballad or just like a little bit of a bop, which I kind of would be in the mood for a ballad and an album featuring bops. You know what I'm saying? Like single being a ballad, album being a bop. I'm good with it. But either way, if anything hits as hard as uh, somebody else, then we will be crying. Wow, guys, I really think I made it through a lot of my list. Do you want to hear what was on the list that I didn't go through? One is I love Selena Gomez being funny on Only Murders in the Building because she was so funny on Wizards of Waverly Place. And I think that everything else she's been in doesn't truly capture her talent because she's hilarious. So that was one thing. Another thing is Martin Short, Santa Claus. That's all. Remember when he plays uh, Jack Frost on Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause? Great movie. He's so funny. Uh, Morgan Stewart, Hermes Bags. That is the other thing that's on here. Um, that's that's really it. Morgan Stewart, Hermes Bags. Does she own the entire collection all Hermes bags that are ever made. It appears so, but she has the dream life. Just saying that she's been on a yacht in Italy for many, many weeks. So that's all. Oh, and one final hometown wrap up note. Every year, I'm truly shocked by Comic-Con. I have no connection to it, even though I'm from San Diego and really spend that much time downtown. So it never really was like a thing that I was a part of or a thing that I had to worry about traffic wise. But like every year, I am shocked by the scale and how many not just like how many people attend it as like fans, but how many pieces of content, films, TV shows, you know, the works, like how many things fit into the Comic-Con category. It's truly beyond me. At this point, it's a full-blown new film festival, like added to the Sundance list. Whoa. Um, I think that's all. Hope you guys had fun. Went on a bit of a ranty rant on all the things, but that's what you're here for at this point. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed and talk to you soon. Bye.